for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Hayden Haddock. How's it going today, man? Man, I'm hanging in there. How about yourself? You know, it, it's that weird part of Texas season where it's just like, it's cold, it's not cold, it's ungodly yeah. hot, it's cold, and I'm, I'm just kind of like over it. But, you know. I understand. I know it was like 90 yesterday, and now you kind of need a jacket outside. I don't know where yeah. you're at, but at least here, yeah, yeah we, need, we need a little sweater I, or something. <laughs> I'm, I'm just up the road about an hour and a half from you. I'm in Waco, so. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you're feeling it all. Are y'all getting rain down there? Not yet. Not yet. We're not going to, we're not going to get it as uh, bad as you. I I was talking to, I work for a TV station during the day and I was talking to our meteorologist. He's like, yeah, Bryan college station may get 10 inches. It's very possible. So I hope not. <laughs> I, I feel that, but uh, glad to have you on. I've been, I've had you on the radar for since early pandemic when I, I was introduced through your uh, PR agent at the time. Um, and so I'm excited that we are finally able to get you on and chat a little bit and, you know, uh, just kind of kick it old school a little bit. So, yeah, man, absolutely. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. So you're based out of Bryan college station. Is that you're born and raised Bryan college station? Or are you born and raised? Where are you from originally? No, sir. Yeah, no, I was born and raised up in the Dallas Fort Worth area. So okay. we live in Gar Garland for a little bit and we moved to Plano with my dad's business. Okay. Um, so I went to school up there and um, anyways, and then came down to, College Station, um, I guess about five years ago now, five and a half years ago, and went to Texas A&M, uh, born and bred Aggie. It's on the blood. My dad and both my older brothers are Aggies. And so it's, you know, it's kind of there beating in the brain from an early age. But no, yeah. I love the school. And so came down here and uh, about the same time I started college uh, was about uh, when I started doing music. So I've been juggling that. And like I was telling you, it's, it's a nice uh, weight off the shoulders now finally being graduated. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. One thing I've learned in my time and being here in Texas, I don't mess with Aggies. Like they, <laughs> I, I don't make fun of them. Like I used to, used to have all these jokes and whatnot. And it's like, Nope, I don't send them to Aggies. I, I just don't do it. And so now, now my target is UT, like Texas. There you go. Like, I'm, UT, I'm down with that. <laughs> it, it, it's so funny. I was watching a podcast the other day for some uh, baseball podcast thing and this guy kept saying, um, hook them horns in the comment thread. And I was like, no, gig them and saw them off. You know, I was just starting <laughs> dig digging into them. It was fun. But uh, no, that's awesome. Uh, so you brought up that um, you, you started playing music right around the time that you went down to A&M uh, for school and what have you. Um, was that, were you playing before that? It was Or was that like literally you first time you picked up an instrument i can't imagine that's so, uh, the case though yeah no no so my story i guess a little bit different than a, a lot of other people's i didn't grow up singing in like the church choir or anything like that don't really have a you know a musically inclined family yeah. um yeah i guess i was 14 years old and i remember uh around that age and i think from then on for the next few years my dad would always get me and my family uh kenny chesney tickets every time mm -hmm. he came to town 
And so one of the times we went, um, Eric Church was the opener, and that was back in his, like, true chief days and, you know, the ball cap, everything. And I remember there was just something about watching him and his set that I went home, and I was like, you know what, that's that's pretty cool. And I remember he was yeah. playing, you know, his Gibson uh, Hummingbird that he plays. And so I told my, my family that I wanted to take guitar lessons and all this stuff. And, of course, my dad, he's like, I know you, you know, I'm not buying you a guitar because – you'll, you know, play with it for a week and you're never going to touch it again. And, um, you know, so I like to tell them now, Hey, how'd that go? But anyways, yeah. uh, now, so he ended up, they got me a cheap little like hundred dollar Yamaha guitar mm-hmm. and I took guitar lessons for a few months, um, and caught on pretty quickly. Um, but then from then on, um, again, 14 up until whatever I was 18, 19 years old, um, I would not even play the guitar in front of my family or friends or anybody singing wasn't even in the question. Yeah. Um, I would sing up in my room when I was playing the guitar, but that was it. And, um, and then anyways, yeah, I got to college station and, and my roommate at the time, he, uh, I guess we had, we had this girl over that I was dating somewhat yeah. dating at the time. Yeah. And he thought it would be, you know, funny cause he knew how nervous I or you know, nervous or how much I did not want to play in front of people, I guess. And so he thought it'd be funny to tell this girl that, that I'd play a song and sing for her and all this stuff. And so after about 45 minutes of arguing, I gave in and did it. And, uh, he actually recorded it and put it out on, you know, Snapchat or whatever it was, one of the social medias. And, um, anyways, and I've actually heard the recording, uh, not too long ago and it is, it's God awful. But, um, anyway, so the rest is kind of history. My family heard it and then I uh, played my first show about a month later at a, actually out of all places, it was a jazz bar in Dallas. And I played uh, four songs. I think it was on the, on the break of the house band. Mm-hmm. And um, anyways, rest is history. Everybody that was there told me I wasn't half bad. And so been doing it ever since. Nice. So that's well, kind of my story. <laughs> what was that first song that you played for the girl? Oh, um, uh, it was actually uh, she got the best of me by Luke Combs. Okay. It was gotcha. like right when that song came out and everybody first started hearing about Luke Combs and I was obsessed with that song. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Awesome. And then was it at that point that you started releasing music or were you just kind of playing? And then as you kind of get through the process? Yeah, we, uh, I guess after that, probably about six to eight months later is when mm-hmm. we put out my first EP. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of got lucky cause I didn't, I didn't know the first thing about songwriting or any of that mm-hmm. stuff. Still don't, but you know, um, but back then, uh, we actually, out of all people, it was actually my little brother's baseball coach. Once he found out that I was, you know, going to try and do the country music thing, he was like, well, actually he's like, I can play the guitar. I can't sing, but he's like, I've been writing songs for years. Um, his name is Parker sheets. And, um, anyway, so he ended up having practically a briefcase full of songs. And, uh, so we took them and, um, you know, we did some modifications, kind of moved some stuff around mm-hmm. to, to make them recordable and, so it ended up being actually off my first EP. It was um, everywhere I need to be. And I want to say it was leave it all on the floor off of there mm-hmm. that, that he wrote. Um, but anyway, so yeah, we, we did that. And then obviously uh, I guess a couple years went by and then that's mm-hmm. when I got linked up with uh, Trent Willman. And then we put out um, that Red Dirt Texas album. Yeah. Um, and then that, that really, you know, that really stepped the game up obviously. Yeah. And, um, and then hopefully things, at least I think still things are still getting better and building from there. So <laughs> yeah, that it, it's funny. You kind of brought up the red dirt, Texas scene and like just that style of, or genre of music. And I think that's ultimately why I started just doing like this radio show was because there's so many musicians that are like uber famous here in Texas. 
but right. you take them to Nashville, you take them like maybe a yeah. little bit in Oklahoma, but like you go anywhere a hundred miles outside of Texas and nobody knows who they are. Yep. And it's Absolutely. like, need to kind of shine a light on that because there's some talented musicians that are, and like nothing against Texas. Cause I've seen plenty of musicians that can make a killer living just touring right. around Texas all year. Oh, yeah. Texas, Absolutely. Texas is a big ass state. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, no, so it was kind of funny that you brought that up. Um, and so, th- and this is all happening while the pandemic is ha- going on too, right? Like early yeah, on in your we, career. Yeah. We, we released that second album um, at literally the worst time we yeah. could have released an album. We released it January, 2020. Okay. Um, and so obviously we did not have, you know, the magic crystal ball to see mm-hmm. the, the whole world and especially the music industry was about to shut down. And so, yeah. you know, once that came out, you know, we got to play, you know, go and play those songs live for, you know, a couple months or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then basically our biggest marketing tool was taken away from us, which was yeah. playing live shows. Yep. And um, so anyways, luckily, obviously we have, you know, technology. So we were still able to get some traction behind it. And, you know, mm-hmm. we still play a bunch of those songs in our show uh, to this day. Um mm-hmm. So anyways, it ended up, ended up working out, but yeah, we, we definitely did pick a bad time to release it, but <laughs> we you know, it, helped it. it's funny because those are like, there, there's several musicians that kind of did that where it was like January, February, they released some kind of body of work and then, but they kind of got buried by the pandemic. So nobody really knows that they're there. Mm-hmm. And it's like this really cool, almost like a B-side track, even though it's like not a B-side track, but because it didn't get the publicity that it needed or people wanted it to get, it's almost acting as if it was a B-side track. So, yeah, we, uh, we just did, uh, man, by the time that, you know, music industry kind of opened back up, by the time we played that very first show, I was so happy because I was so tired of playing to the, you know, my cameras on the phone or whatever, because I, I cannot even honestly tell you how many uh, like radio station lives we did or media outlet lives we did. And, and then on top of that, just going live on our yeah. pages randomly. I mean, it was every night pretty much I was doing like two or three, like we yeah. would rarely take nights off. Um, Cause again, we knew we had to promote that album yeah. somehow, you know? And I mean, so. honestly, even being a college student, what else were you going to do? Cause at that point, yeah. like, especially early on college, colleges weren't open at least for that first that that first yeah. six months or so i mean i think maybe that the once we got into the second school year there things started opening up a bit but uh yeah, yeah. so uh, uh, it was definitely tough times <laughs> yeah for sure um so y- let, let's jump into the uh new single you released which is a cover song uh fast as you and what why did you decide to cover this song yeah, uh, so I've I've just always been a huge like '90s country fan. I love all '90s stuff, uh, you know, for the most part, and um, that's just always what I turn on in the truck or if I'm really doing whatever. I really love '90s stuff. And um, anyways, me and Trent, again, my producer and manager and all that, we sat down. We were just talking one day, and for whatever reason, at at this point when we had this conversation, I was just on a huge Dwight Yoakam kick. I love yes. the bunch of Dwight songs obviously for you know good reason and um anyways but Fast As You is obviously a big hit for him and um you know I just kind of had this idea about kind of taking it speeding it up kind of making it our own whatever and I asked Trent about it kind of not sure what he was going to say and he was like hell yeah let's do it I love it and so anyway so we got in the studio and and did it that 
Uh, you know, at least we think it came out great. We think it, you know, our, our biggest goal and what I told, you know, Trent, what we told like the, the tracking band was, um, you know, we want to make it different to where it's ours, but mm-hmm. we also want to keep, you know, I guess like the foundation of that song. Cause yeah. there's obviously a reason that it's what it is, why it was such mm-hmm. a big hit. And, um, so we just wanted to make sure we didn't lose that, you know, where people still, when it comes on, they're like, Oh yeah, fast as you, yeah. you know, but anyway, yeah. so it's cool. And, and, you know, when we were talking about this next release, you know, we've got some other songs that, um, mm-hmm. we've kind of got in the books and I got to go finish vocals on, uh, some other stuff, but I was like, man, you know what? I was like, let's, let's release fast as you and just see what happens with it. Cause I was like, yeah. it's something different. Not a lot of people are putting out, you know, I guess cover mm-hmm. type stuff a lot. Yeah. Um, and if they do, it's simply not a single. So I was like, you know, yeah. let's just, let's see what comes out of it. You know, it's done. Let's see what happens. You'd mentioned that you kind of just threw this one out there as something different that a lot of people weren't doing, at least single wise. I mean, obviously right. uh, a lot of musicians will release a full length album and they'll just kind of throw a deep cut of a, yeah. a cover in there somewhere. Um how, how does how does this one uh, feel to you? Do you think you'll do more just kind of random slide that one in there at random times or yeah we'll uh we're still trying to figure out kind of going forward if we want to continue because obviously this is now our uh this would make number four the fourth single in a row Mm -hmm. that we've put out and um anyways you know nowadays it's just so hard to decide if you want to do the single thing if you want to do an ep if you want to do an album and you know we're starting to lead more towards the single and ep side Mm -hmm. of stuff um, just the way that, you know, streaming is nowadays, people yeah. aren't really going to shows and buying albums anymore. If they do, it's cause it's a keepsake and they want you to sign it yeah. or what, you know, whatever it may be, uh, you know, trucks and cars don't yeah. even come with CD players yeah. anymore. Right. So, um, but anyway, so yeah, we're probably leaning more towards the EP type stuff next. Um, but yeah, I think after doing this, I, I like it. I think it's cool to put your own spin on stuff. Yeah. Um, and so we'll probably continue, maybe not every time, but there's, there's a few other songs I've got in mind that I'd like to do something with. So, yeah, yeah, but we'll, we'll probably drop them in there every now and then. (laughs) Yeah. Cause that's really like, once you kind of brought that up, that it was something random that not a lot of, not a lot of people are doing. It's like, yes. Okay. I understand musicians. They kind of have, like, they come into approach the beginning of the year. They kind of know when they want to release stuff, but then also that kind of idea of unpredictability to be like, yeah. Oh, there, there's kind of a stretch here in the fall. And I've got this thing just kind of sitting in the back pocket. Let's slide that one in there and just like, not a whole bunch. Of, we don't necessarily need a whole bunch of press or, you know, all that yeah. stuff, but just kind of put it out there and just see what happens. You know, that's really cool. So. Yeah. And we're just, we knew, uh, you know, it had been a while. It had been since summer since we released Tequila. Mm-hmm. Um, so we knew it had been a while since we released music. And, you know, we just, the reason for that was, again, towards the end of my, the last semester of my college career, pretty much Trent yeah. and Chelsea and my family and everybody is like, hey, all right, you know, you can keep touring, do all that stuff. But they're like, you need to graduate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was already yeah. late. So they're like, just get it done. So I've, it. we really took some time and everybody just kind of let me focus instead of harping on me about, Hey, we need to get this out. You need to do these, you know, yeah. do all, and then cause got to do interviews and such. Yeah. And anyway, so we took some time off just to let me focus on that. So I figured yeah. also the fastest you thing would be a good kind of welcome back, you know, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so. And it's one of those things you get so deep into school where it's like, it's almost irresponsible to quit where it's yeah. like, you already put three and a half years in and you're going to, walk yep. away at the yeah, last semester. The, yeah. 
Yeah, the walking away thing wasn't an option for me. My my family from the beginning, they were like, look, we'll support you 100% in the music yeah. thing and all that. But they're like, the only thing is you've got to get that degree. Now looking back, it's, you know, it's for the best. But <laughs> yeah, I kind of got bribed by my dad and thinking about it. It's like, I should have just paid off the car and done what I wanted to do <laughs> originally. But, you know, because I, I had bought a, I was in going to community college and I was working and my car broke down and my uncle sold me his, uh, or my great uncle sold me his old car and I needed to take a loan out from the bank of dad. And so it was mm -hmm. just kind of like, okay, fine, whatever. And he made me a deal. He's like, look, you finish school, you go get your bachelor's. I won't make you pay for this car. Like I won't make you pay me back. And looking That's back at deal. it, it's <laughs> the car was $1,500. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was well. just like, <laughs> Okay, you won that one, Dad. You won that one. Congratulations. Yeah, he, he got you there. He got you there. Yeah. But, you know, it was just one of those things where it was like it was a super old car, and my the original car I had was even older, so it was just like, all right, I need something. So, yeah. But, no, that's awesome. I'm glad we were able to get you back on and ch or get you on, not back on. You have to be on first to get back on. But uh, glad to have finally gotten you on and uh, chat with you a little bit. Uh, for anybody that wants to check out uh, your music, check you out on social media, interact or catch a show, any of that fun stuff, where can they find you? Yeah. So we're on all the social medias. There's so many nowadays, but, uh, yeah, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. Uh, most of it's Hayden Haddock or it's Hayden Haddock music. If you type that in, it'll all come up. Um, and then obviously streaming wise, um, Spotify, Apple, anywhere you stream your music and the easiest way to do that is just uh, go to my website, HaydenHaddock.com, and that has links to all the social media pages, all the streaming, tour dates, merchandise, everything you can want to know. So HaydenHaddock.com. 